what is your relationship with self-love some women are really really good at it and some women just shiver at the thought so this week we brought on a self-love expert Gina Swire she's also a manifesting queen so we chat a little bit about that too it's full of really great little nuggets of information that I'm sure you're going to make some notes on and go away and try because we certainly are so continue listening to find out a bit more Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Today we are super excited to be joined by Gina Swire and Gina is a self-love expert, mentor and manifesting queen. Welcome Gina. Thank you for having me, super excited. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Um, We have talked a little bit about self-love before on the podcast and we've talked a little bit about manifesting before on the podcast um but you are a renowned expert so it'll be lovely to delve that little bit deeper and to really give our listeners a a real kind of yeah look into the the world of self-love and uh, touch on manifesting as well so I think the best question to start with is how did you get into it all how did you become all the wonderful things that we just said oh okay so mm, which one came first I think it came out of not getting what I want definitely the manifesting at first I was like I'm not really getting what I want in my life right now I don't even know what I want and then with the self-love it was definitely um I was always kind of a confident child but then in the teenage years and I was at a school which you know all about yeah (laughs) it was quite strict and quite railroaded and no you know it was a great school as well um but it definitely had a way of making me personally not feel enough and so by kind of like late teens I was really struggling with um I was coming out of my shell a bit but not really I've still had this really aggressive self-talk I had um I was just living in doubt and lack and struggling really so yeah I went on a bit of a journey well a lot of a journey um became a model at 17 and that was it that was an experience in itself in the modeling industry uh which was which was amazing and and I had a great time doing it. At the same time, I heard a lot of things that no woman should ever hear about their body, about their face, about everything. Um, yeah, and also when I first started off with modeling, I was a, a straight size model as they call it. So like a skinnier model. Mm-hmm. And then I was never small enough. I used to get sent home from jobs. I didn't used to get paid sometimes when they saw the pictures and then then I became a plus size model 
and then I wasn't quite big enough and they put sometimes be like oh we thought you were going to be bigger than this we're going to have to put a padding suit on you oh my god yeah so um I think it's obviously a little extreme but the message was always you're not just quite good enough as you are and you need Mm -hmm. to change Mm -hmm. which is never the case you know for for women and that is the the message that the media and different people and ourselves often think so so yeah the self-love stuff just came in and um yeah I just really went for it and now I'm on such a path with it and it's amazing but it feels it feels really natural I think to you and the way that you are and also I think you know your journey and being a model as well I think I think that has a really significant role to play in the woman that you are today and I can't imagine the type of things that you would have heard as a model I mean as women in the day-to-day we hear things that we should never hear but as a model I just I just cannot begin to think what what would be said so that must knock you so so much especially if you feel like you're just never good enough and you know and must be a horrible feeling yeah and it's funny because actually when I look back I was often complimented but I wasn't hearing those Mm. things you know I was hearing I was remembering all the negative things and allowing it to spiral me down because I didn't have the tools like most young 20 year olds and late teenagers don't have the tools to be able to deal with that. Um, So we we, it supports our beliefs that we might have made of ourselves when we're children or teenagers. And uh, yeah, it can put us in a bit of a negative spiral. And so one of the things that I always mention is that I used to go out on nights out. I was always out. I was like a party girl and um, <laughs> big party girl. And when I would be out on nights out, people would say, oh, well, um, well, you, you know, you are beautiful, but I'm not going to tell you that because you know that. And I was like, oh, oh I really need to hear that from someone uh, because they just presume that you've been told that you're absolutely amazing yeah. all the time. But even if you are, you're not necessarily hearing it. So it's a bit of a weird parallel universe. Mm. I mean, I think that's something a lot of women struggle with is it's really easy to hear the negatives, all the criticism, and you, you don't necessarily hear the nice words that people say to you. And and you say, and then you don't remember them. We remember the things that hurt more than the things that are nice, aren't they? Unfortunately. Exactly. <laughs> Why do we do that? Because <laughs> we're crazy. <laughs> so... Um, I was wondering if you could, in your own words, explain exactly what self-love is, because I think everyone listens to this podcast will have a different relationship with it. And because you have obviously worked with so many women on this subject, you probably have a nice rounded definition of what it is. And if you can also just explain why it's so important for women and to, to have it within our lives. Yeah. Um, My small definition of self-love is being, doing and having more of the things that you love in your life. Mm. Yeah. So let that one land for a second. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's really what it is. Being more of what you love. Yeah. Having more of what you love in your life and doing more of the things you love. So when you don't have self-love, 
you don't be that person you want to be. You be the person you don't want to be, or I definitely did. You don't have what you want because you're negatively manifesting all the time, mm. thinking you're worthless and, you know, you people see you as worthless when you think you're worthless. They don't want to, but they naturally don't see you as val- as valuable when you feel worthless somehow. And then having what you want. So when I massively increased my self-love, that's when I fell in love for the first time. Um, that's when I got to travel the world. That's when I got a business that is like in full alignment and everything that I have in my life is what I want now. Um, yeah, so it's just full acceptance, I would say. Yeah, and that's when you said that, I know that me and Cheryl were thinking because we we did a, <laughs> a goal setting episode, a few episodes um, ago now, um, just before the, the year ended. And we talked about we do have in terms of like probably more business or life or so it was really interesting you saying that because I think it is so applicable in everything. And, and that whole thing about, you know, we talked a little about little bit about future self and things like that and I think yeah like you said when you first said it you have to kind of absorb it don't you and think okay what does that mean to me like what but I think it's a really beautiful definition and so I mean you kind of explained it but is it just so important because it just enables Mm -hmm. us to have the life that we want really it's it's literally beneath everything so if you're not getting the results you want in an area of your life, underneath the reasons why and the beliefs you have is a lack of self-love, ultimately. Mm. Underneath everything. That's all there is. Underneath every mm. When you go down yeah. deep, deep, is self-love underneath it. Even relationships with other people, underneath that is a lack of self-love or a, a massive self-love depending on how it's going so yeah to me it's just so fascinating and when I first kind of called myself a self-love coach it was really an umbrella term because I'd been in a I'd been in a mastermind in Bali and they were trying to help us nail our niche um, <laughs> with our business. And I knew I just wanted to help people. And I knew I, I was already doing it, but I didn't have a business around it. And so, which is, I was happy with that. I didn't even want a business. I just wanted to do the thing. And when they were like, oh, well, what's it going to be? What kind of coach are you going to be? And I was like, I'm just a love coach, like a self-love coach. That I'd never really heard that term before, but. I knew that under that, I'd be helping people with their work, with their relationships, with their eating, with their exercise, with their travel, with the kids, everything, because it's underneath everything. Yeah, and if, and everything's connected, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you can't get away from that, really. <laughs> no. Sometimes I have ladies who I'm coaching. I coach women who want to have a self-love business now, as well as women who want to have more self-love. So I just had a coaching call before and one of the ladies, um, you know, we, she comes on to talk about business, but we end up talking about her relationship the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> because ultimately when your relationship's going well, your business probably is going well. Everything's a reflection of you when you're in the world. Completely. Yeah, yeah things that either have a, uh, the power to like spiral downwards quickly or spiral upwards quickly. And I feel like it's that momentum, isn't it? If you've got more self-love for yourself and you're starting to feel that you're worth everything, then everything's going to improve. Yeah. So, yeah. 
yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's it's the vibration isn't it the energy the not to go too woo woo I always kind of slip in a bit of woo woo <laughs> and I'm gonna go a little bit more woo woo because Gina's here and I have a yeah. little bit of permission to but I'll wait a little bit <laughs> Sherelle, oh, I was like, just don't take it too far. No, 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 you can hear no, out. <laughs> I'd just go full on witch if I could, but I won't. Um, so okay, so we've got we've got ladies who are sat there thinking this sounds absolutely blooming brilliant. What do you advise them to do? Like what what are the first steps you can take? You know, what do you say to women who come to you and they're just literally like I have no love for myself or I'm really struggling in a certain area. Like what advice do you give to those women? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that came to mind is I did the, the a big chunk of this self-love work on my own with no mentor, with no, I didn't even know the books to read or the, the to, I didn't know about Tony Robbins and, and different like Brene Brown. I didn't know about all that. Like I, I literally was in one world, the, the fashion world. And then one day it just stopped. Like I was like, I can't do that anymore. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm quitting everything and I'm doing something. And I didn't know what it was. And what it was, was this self-love work. I did it on my own but the hard way I would say I was on this floor in tears begging for a sign for a few months a good solid few months and I then I started to get the signs and the signs were when I actually listened because I'd been numbing the signs for so long with alcohol and with men and with travel and with busy busyness being busy yeah. and food I used to binge eat like emotional binge eat kind of blend um basically all the numbing devices I used to, to do but it wasn't like super serious it was just like under the brink of serious um so when I took all of that out the way and started to listen to myself aka get to know the real me rather than this like caricature of me that I'd become from being a model um when I started to listen that's when I started to hear the signs I started to know what I was doing my intuition it wasn't like I just suddenly got an intuition it was there the whole time just hadn't had any time to listen to myself and so the signs that were coming were things like um of all these years so it was kind of around I was about 29 30 when I started to have these massive breakthroughs and it was like for for 20 odd years you've wanted to change your body because I, I was always bigger and I kind of wanted to be posh spice <laughs> um <laughs> I wanted to be skinny and but yeah I was making money out of my curves and all this it was a weird weird reality um and I'd always wanted to be more intelligent and more kind of like um not corporate what's the word like more book smart mm. you know I didn't feel very book smart I always wanted to be taller because I was always too short in modeling even though I'm five foot nine. Oh wow <laughs> it's because it's five foot yeah. eleven it meant to be five foot eleven as a minimum to model yeah yeah so I was I was always <laughs> in heels always <laughs> You know, so all these things that I'd been constantly spending a massive proportion of my energy trying to change things that are never going to change ever yeah, and, and leaking and draining all this energy too. And for what? Like I'm too short 
for who? I'm too fat for who? I'm too cellulite for who? And the answer was for me, you know, that's the only person that I was too something for ultimately, because I was choosing to be a model and putting myself through that. So when I actually listened, the, the, the clearest, so clear, it was like this little voice that just said, Gina, you don't need to change anything. And in that moment, I was like, oh yeah, that makes complete sense. I don't need to change anything. Isn't like, and it wasn't a case for me of like suddenly loving my body. I just, it was irrelevant now. It was just like, oh, that's not relevant anymore. Now you've got a mission. It was like I downloaded this mission that I'm going to help people. And as I did, I stopped using all my energy on inwardly, negatively manifesting BS, bullshit. Mm. Sorry, I thought. It's and, fine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and used that energy to t- and turned it into like my biggest power. And that's when everything changed. Like I literally flipped the script in one moment almost from realizing, oh yeah, you've been wasting your time on something that doesn't matter. What do you want to use that energy on? You get to choose. Now you said that you did it the hard way. Like you said, obviously you wasn't in this world. It was a very, it was a long journey. Obviously now that you teach this, I'm sure you've got some shortcuts. (laughs) Obviously not a shortcut. There's going to, you know, none of us going to change our life overnight, but maybe like, something a bit easier than spending months and months on the floor in tears. So mm. could you share some of those things? Yeah. Although I would recommend getting on your lounge floor and begging for a sign because <laughs> it does work. Rock bottom isn't the worst place you can be. Mm. Um, no, I agree with that. I feel it at the time, but it is actually a good place because you're going up from there. And yeah, also I so- just need to say that's got Elizabeth Gilbert all over it at that moment. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's just got eat, pray, love all over yeah. it. It's brilliant. <laughs> Oh my God. And my friend actually lives in that house in Bali. She does not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see that house all the time. Oh (laughs) Um, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. So tips then for the people watching, listening, watching. Uh, (laughs) Number one is anything that brings you closer to your truth. So anything that you get to know yourself better. And that could be anything. It could be anything for the people watching. It could be as simple as journaling. Journaling is such a gift. Mm. You literally get out your lovely book, you get a nice <laughs> shiny book and um, you just write. And so some people are like, well, what do you write? And I've just done a retreat this weekend and some of the women are like, you keep mentioning journaling, but what do I write? And so I literally put my pen to paper and just start writing and it doesn't have to make sense it you're not thinking what you're writing it's almost like it's writing you <laughs> and um you just set off writing and sometimes you contradict yourself it's all messy it's backwards and forwards and sometimes I actually write backwards which is really weird sometimes mm-hmm. my pen just starts going backwards oh. yeah and there's a whole load of journaling prompts as well, which I can I can share with you guys if you want to share it with this episode. Yeah, no, that'd be great. We have done an episode about journaling before because it's something I think both me and very properly believe in have slightly yeah. different approaches. Um, but we have spoken <laughs> about like free flowing and that idea of just like you said, just not thinking about it. Just like let your brain go and like let your body just like you said, take over and see where mm. it takes you. Yeah so good and so one of the the obvious things that 
maybe people watching will have heard is gratitude where you write down what you're grateful for. But one of the things that I like to do is a forgiveness practice. So this is where I write something along the lines of I'm yet to forgive myself for, Mm. and then just write down anything that comes to mind. So when we do this, it's all, it could be big things, little things. And the key here is you don't have to forgive yourself in this moment. Um, but it's more awareness of the things that we're carrying on our shoulders. And when you see that visually in front of you, it can be like, oh yeah, I can actually let go of that now. I can actually let go of that. And some things maybe we can't. Um, yeah, so a little forgiveness practice is really, really good to just see what's in there that we're storing or holding on to and why like what is it doing us any good or is it something we want to forgive in the future so I I really like the sound of that practice I think it's nice as well that you said like you don't have to forgive yourself right now I think sometimes you can feel a bit of pressure if you're if you're like when you do lots of stuff where you're writing down like like your negative beliefs and when you're trying to turn them around and when when you write them down for like right now I need to address this but I think that's quite nice about your saying just write it down just to so you just know that that's something you're carrying and it might not go away today it might not go away for weeks but at least you've admitted that is something you're carrying around with you right now exactly yeah and another thing is um mirror work so actually looking at yourself in the mirror, um, which we do often, you know, there's always mirrors around and we'll catch a glimpse. But when was the last time you actually spent like five minutes looking at yourself in the mirror? That Don't makes me never. cringe. That yeah. actually makes me like go. <laughs> I only have one mirror in my whole flat and I basically, unless I'm doing my face, I just never look in it. <laughs> Mm, why is that so important Gina to go a bit more into that well why do you recommend that well firstly we never do it Mm. and secondly we all want to be seen don't we you know a lot of what comes up in the group events that I do underneath what people are saying you know if they've got an issue with a relationship or they want to be in a relationship or um you know even with friends or with work colleagues often people just want to be heard and just want to be seen that's like a big disconnect with humans that we're not feeling that from other people and actually a lot of that is a disconnect from ourselves you know it starts with you it starts with us and when we connect with ourselves in the mirror so you can literally just stand and look at your face if that if looking at your whole body is too stressful, but just literally look at your face and make eye contact. And it can be really trippy as well. Cause sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, am I, it's like, I'm looking back at myself, but it's yeah. It's like you swap places sometimes. Mm. Yeah. So I highly recommend that. And one of the little practices I like to do is before you do it, write down something that you regularly say to yourself. That's kind and something you regularly say to yourself that's a bit bitchy, <laughs> you know, like the, oh, you're never going to amount to anything or whatever your self-talk says to you often when you look in the mirror. And then when you're standing in the mirror, making eye contact with yourself, say that one thing that's really kind over and over again. And yeah, and observe your face, observe your like energy, your eyes, and then say the mean thing just in your head. And just 
observe again. Mm-hmm. And so it's absolutely bonkers. I mean, when I do that, my eyes just light up and I'm like, I'm being seen like this is just like everything's alive and then when I say something mean to myself it's like I see myself as a little child just being like um without even moving your face your eyes kind of lose the twinkle Mm. and it's it's really cool so that is a microcosm of a macrocosm if you think about it yeah 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 Definitely. I mean, I've obviously worked a little bit with you before, Gina. I've done most of those things, but I've not done mirror work. So I will push myself out of my comfort zone. Naughty rarity. Let me know how that goes. Oh gosh, really? Okay. (laughs) I'll do it on behalf of the listeners. Um, If if just one little thing to add to that, if that feels you know, if that feels okay, because obviously people listening will be at different levels within themselves and with the connection with themselves. If that feels like doable, and and by the way, my favorite phrase is it's all welcome. So mm. if you feel just disgusted, allow yourself to be disgusted. If you feel sad, allow yourself to cry. If you feel happy be happy you know whatever is there is meant to be there and it's when we judge that that we have we're in the trap so try to allow everything and keep saying to yourself it's all welcome and each time you do it it gets easier yeah so then you can look at your entire body and one thing that I like to do is I'll scan my entire body and go through each parts like head cheeks teeth neck shoulders breasts tummy everything absolutely everything and I'll just be grateful for it just literally give some gratitude so whether that is for even if it's a part that you really dislike like I've always disliked my feet um but I'll be in gratitude and just be saying things like, I'm so grateful that I get to walk around all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And they work really well and anything you can think of. And it gets, it's really powerful. Yeah. I think it it is interesting and, and, and so much came up for me then, but I feel like if I asked all the questions, we'd go on forever. But something that I think is, a question that I'd really like to ask is about self-love and age because I feel so I'm like now 33 and on New Year's Day I went for we'll say a little dip in the late in late Windermere (laughs) I went up to my thighs because it was blooming cold um and I was there like in my swimming costume and there was lots of people around and I would not have done that a few years ago. I'd have been like, oh no, people are around, like I have cellulite, my tummy sticks out of it, da, 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 da. but none of that mattered anymore. And like you say, like I'm so blessed that my body works, but that for me has come naturally with age. Do you, do you find that's an indicator with women or, or is that kind of irrelevant? Is it more like the process that you've been through in life and where you're at? What, what's your view mm. on that? Well, is it a fact that it is just with age with you or have you been doing loads of deep inner work? Yeah, no, I think I think I have done a lot of deep inner work. Yeah. 
I mean, I yeah. would say you've done both, but I do think, you know, you, I feel like a lot of people talk about you get to a certain point where you like you stop caring a bit more, that you, you know, the more you get to know yourself. So I think even if you've not necessarily done a lot of work, you still, I just think through life can get to the point where you start to realize you need to like not listen to, not worry about what people are outside of you are saying all the time and like focus a bit more on you. I think even yeah. if someone hasn't sat down and actually like officially journaled or officially done the work, like yeah. I think you can pick some stuff up along the way. Oh yeah, for sure. And also the work doesn't have to be the things we talk about. It could be having children, could be the deep inner work or having some kind of incident or, you know, being divorced or whatever. Um, but I will say that in my retreats, I attract women of all ages from like 16 mm-hmm because that's the youngest that I work mm. with, unless it's in a teenage thing in schools, um, all the way up to like, I've had a 75-year-old woman on the retreat, and mm. hopefully we'll have some even more mature ladies as well. And um, yeah, some of the most mature ladies that we've had on the retreat have had the worst body image, you know, mm. self-image. And, and then I have like some 22-year-olds who come to Bali to spend a week and they're just like feeling great in everything and just like going for it so I think it just depends on yeah I mean your self-esteem is built by well initially by the response your mother has to you when you're born and then goes on from there like the look in her eyes so if the mm. mother's had um some sort of postnatal depression or even if she the baby wasn't planned or maybe the dad wasn't there or maybe it was really traumatic experience or she couldn't cope or she didn't have the right situation Mm -hmm. that can all really impact self-esteem to start with from that first glance which is fascinating isn't it that's amazing wow Mm -hmm. god that's a whole episode in itself (laughs) but that's really really interesting and I think yeah the, I think the relationship with the mother and, and things like that you know is again it's another conversation but I think it's it's so important thank you I just I thought that question kept playing on my mind and I just thought oh I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. ask you, you know what what you think but one thing that I would love to know for women out there thinking okay right I'm gonna I'm gonna love myself I'm gonna you know really turn this up like what can I expect to see? Like, what are the biggest and most beautiful transformations you've seen in the women that you've worked with? Mm. Oh, oh. well, the first <laughs> person that comes to mind, because I've been not speaking to a messaging with her today, is a lady who came on a retreat last year. And she came by default because her daughter was pregnant and her daughter was booked on it. And so she was like, sent her mom, <laughs> which I don't normally allow because it needs to be that person who's invested in themselves really to get the most out of it. Anyway, um, something within me said to okay it. So she came along and on the first day she was very, very nervous and very, very shy and very kind of tense and very just kind of, grumpy I would use the word grumpy you might watch this so she'll understand um and on the first day I'd said oh you know it's so good to have you here I know you're here by default but we, we really welcome you and she was like well yeah hmm, we'll see how this goes kind of thing and I was like oh gosh anyway within a few days she went through everything and 
the, I think on day two, we did a bit of live coaching and, and she had a realization. And basically the realization came from the partly, and this is general, this isn't just for her, but partly what happens is we go through the reasons why people feel the way they do about themselves. So it's often things that have happened in, you know, the, the years that came before in childhood and that kind of thing. And when we clear some of that out, um, we, sometimes people realize that they've been a victim to their own story. I definitely was. And so the empowerment or the self-love comes from realizing that the only person who has control over what happens to them from now yeah, they didn't have control back then, but now they actually do, is them, is you, you know? So it's that, and that takes you from the disempowered disempowered question of like, why is this happening to me? Why did all this, you know, why did all this trauma or, you know, just things happen in life to, oh, that all happened for me. And now I get to choose how I feel in any moment. And she had this realization and she was just kind of looking at me like, could it be that simple? So she just kept saying, could it be, could it be, could it be? And I was like, yeah, because actually self-love and full acceptance is actually only one thought away at any one time. And so, of course, when you're in the thick of something, that doesn't feel like the truth, but actually it is the truth you get to choose that in any one moment you get to choose how you relate to the thing that happened or happening and so after that she was like oh I'm all ears I'm lit she was listening to everything and we did some stuff around vision and manifesting she'd never really done that before and I do this thing like you know if you've got unlimited resources unlimited um support unlimited time everything is unlimited then what would you do Mm. and so she was like oh well oh yeah and on the retreat we did I taught kundalini yoga so one morning we did kundalini yoga and she loved it absolutely loved it and she was like I'd go to India and I'd just study kundalini yoga and then I would open a healing center in France and people could come and transform just like you do and I was like oh amazing amazing and so after the retreat she joined one of my groups the um self-love the next level group and during that group she was like I'm gonna do it I'm doing it wow. and she's in India now she's completed her kundalini yoga training and she's found a place in France that she is gonna rent to do this healing center and her daughter is literally like oh Gina mom has had such a massive shift <laughs> she quit her job she Airbnb'd a house, which she didn't even know about that, but I Airbnb'd my house, so I taught her how to do it. She's got great client, uh, tenants there, and she's in India, and she's loving it. And she's like, why didn't I do this sooner? Um, well, yeah, that is quite so a transformation. A yeah, that is a big, like, especially, like, the thing that she's, like, decided after what one class of yoga, Kundalini yoga view, that now she's like, that is it. Um, like, that is, like, quite amazing, actually. Yeah, I know. And she was the most, you know, quiet, caught up in a story, kind of just gone through life, doing a job and that kind of thing. So she's just amazing. She's such an amazing woman. And that's just one of many. You know, sometimes we have women. Um, I definitely had a couple in Bali 
who um, wouldn't have a picture taken, um, wouldn't look in the mirror, wouldn't even really talk when we were doing a share circle. And by the end, are posting selfies in a bikini, talking about their experience and just like, can't believe it. Yeah. So obviously you spoke quite a few times mentioned stuff to do with like self-love and like women changing, I suppose, their image and like their acceptance of their body and stuff. And that is like, we've both spoke about like women and body image before, but is there anything in terms of like, you know, someone who might feel like they do love themselves, like actually quite right now, they are absolutely happy to get their body out and they're confident in that side, but actually like maybe they like you were saying about like I used to wish I was book smart or I used to wish stuff like that yeah. like it's more of a, like you're not in love with your personality perhaps absolutely oh yeah absolutely and it's all it's all part and parcel parcel of everything um but yeah some people just don't think they're a very nice person or um what else have we had recently yeah um some people don't think they're a very good mom or some people think that they feel guilty that they don't, <laughs> they're not enjoying. Like I always also used to have that because I had this epic life as a model um, doing all the things and everyone would message me saying, oh my God, you've got the most amazing life. And I was like, oh, I felt kind of guilty because I wasn't feeling like I did, but I knew I did and I had nothing to work. I had nothing to be sad about. And there's people way worse off than me. This is a big trap that I mm. hear a lot. Oh, there's so many people worse off than me. and dismiss whatever it is it's it's all relevant so yeah the whole guilt thing is big yeah guilt's big with women we've talked a lot about guilt and like and and we talk about first world problems don't we and we say like we know we might moan about stuff and we're like we know it's a first world problem but that doesn't mean it doesn't affect us that doesn't mean it's still not real yes we are still lucky not to be in real dire straits but our issues and our feelings are still valid and real Mm. and it's also it's it it is almost like spiritual bypassing which is just putting your true feelings or what you're actually experiencing shutting the door in her face and focusing on something like the starving children in Africa that and you've not got any control over unless you're going to go there you know so it's it just doesn't make any sense when you say it like that yeah and there's that really cliche quote but I think it's so true about filling your cup first um and it's 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 such a cliche but it's so true and it's so powerful like you know and I think that's you know what you've just said is a good example of that it's like we need to be the best version of ourselves to help other people don't we so we need to to focus on that. Um, before we go into our questions for you as a guest, um, there is one little area that I'd love to touch on because as we mentioned at the start, you're a manifesting queen, which I love. Here she I goes, here she I goes. I love <laughs> manifesting so much. Um, but I just thought we could just do a quick question around if there's women listening to this and they think I've tried manifesting I don't have my dream life I'm doing everything I think I should be doing like what what would you say to those women what do you say to the women who kind of come to you with that kind of energy of frustration that they're trying really hard but they're not getting what they want what what do you say to them well you attract what consumes you so if you're consumed by that manifesting doesn't work, you are manifesting, manifesting not working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
yeah, I've had a lady recently who's been trying to get some funding for something and uh, it's been going on a while and I've been coaching her throughout different parts of different things and um, it wasn't happening, it wasn't happening and when we spoke she was like, oh, I'm not getting the funding, everything's, oh, it's so, and I was like, oh, okay, well that's why you're not getting it, you know, because it, and, and we had to bring some lightness to it. So I was like, okay, let's fast forward five years from now and everything's gone super well and um, you've got this and you've got this funding and the project's off the ground and you're feeling really great and, and kind of like put her into that mindset and then got her to physically feel it in the body. Like where do you, when you start to feel excited, you usually feel it in your body somewhere. And that feeling is the feeling of manifesting because it's when you feel that it's a reaction within your body you're in the perfect state to manifest and it's tuning into that all the time mm -hmm. so to anyone watching who maybe has tried it and it hasn't worked manifesting is always working which whichever way you look at it you don't have to believe in it you don't have to be good at it it's always working and you're getting what you ask for and you ask for it by how you feel and you ask for it by what consumes you. So um, that's why a vision board is so is such a simple tool, but it's so powerful because when you do it, hopefully you feel super excited and like it's happening already. And that's the perfect state to put you in to manifest. Yeah. Cherelle loves a vision board. <laughs> I do love Absolutely a vision board. Absolutely loves it. <laughs> but it's because for me, it's the, for me, like you said, it's a real way of me to try and like get in that state. I'm not the most natural visualizer, like mentally. So I just find it so much easier when I'm looking at what I want in my life because I can, it makes me just be able to feel it in my body so much quicker. Same, same. It's so good. And like, there's many ways to do it, but if, if you really want to get on this bandwagon, it's not really a bandwagon, this way of life, I suggest get a few like-minded friends around your house and maybe not your, your, not your normal friends. So your normal friends, might you might just be the odd one out to. And yeah. many, many people feel that way. I've just done a post about it today, actually, because it was such a big theme in my last couple of events. Um, so maybe it's a good idea to put out a post on Facebook or just to your like little extended community and say, hey, I want to do this thing. If this lights you up, then let me know and we can organize it. So you get people who actually want to be there rather than dragging your husband <laughs> or dragging your friend, which doesn't make well for good manifesting energy. So get some people around who are like minded and um, I've got a workshop on it. There's plenty of things online you can find to find out how to do it. Watch it together and create it together. And the point of it is, there's no right or wrong. It's just to, to get buzzed, to get mm. jazzed on how good it can be. Because honestly, when you've had that night, <laughs> you, you are, if you can stay in that frequency, you don't even need the things that you want you already feel so happy and so fulfilled just by the thought of it and that's perfect for manifesting yeah and it is it is so powerful it's just it's interesting a quick little story on new year's eve i had like one of my most perfect new year's eve in that 
I was in drinking bubbles, doing tarot card readings and pendulums and all of that. And then Sherelle, Sherelle's rolling her eyes, Gina's <laughs> totally on board. And um, writing things down that I wanted to release from 2019 and burning it and all of that, surrounded by like my girlfriend and like my flatmate and just beautiful friends. And all of this has come in the last year. Like last New Year's Eve was horrific for me it was a really bad new year's eve and this one was just literally just beyond everything and it's so true it's just like that vibration of the people around you who share the things that that you want is so powerful it it was a really lovely example yeah so oh i love that you got to do that i know it was really good the burning stuff was brilliant we were like yes let's burn it <laughs> very much likes to burn stuff and then last year when she sent me my new year's day intention pack which involved a candle and an incense stick i then just got too scared that i was going to set my flat alight <laughs> so we're like this is so opposite the scale i'm like i know this is really good but i'm just too scared about naked flames it's too much for me to deal with <laughs> oh yeah well you can just rip you can just rip it up you can rip yeah yeah yeah. but it felt good to burn no better probably better (laughs) in the garden I was in the garden um brilliant well I mean I've just absolutely loved that I think there's so many incredible nuggets of information that you shared and I know that um you have lots of things going on so so what what have you got coming up that you know if Mm. women have heard you and they really want to kind of do something and be, be part of something that you do like what have you got coming up at the minute yeah well the big one that I've got at the minute is the 12-step self-love transformation yeah. so it's a step-by-step how to love yourself um okay. it, it's everything packed into an eight-week course and um that takes women from having no idea of any of this kind of inner work. So it's a lot of tips and tricks and hacks and mindsets that can shift you. So obviously some of it takes time to get implemented, but some of the things can shift you immediately, just like that lady I was just explaining when she was like, could it be that simple? Mm. And I was like, actually, it really is that simple. It doesn't mean it's easy, but mm. it is that simple when you break it down. And and that's the 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 flipping the script that this course does so it like clears out all the stuff that we get stuck on and keeps us in victim mode and keeps us kind of repeating the same patterns and then prepares us to manifest everything that we want in the future get really really clear on that and then brings in all the practices for for now to make it possible um so that one comes with a bunch of live calls and a community of women basically everyone that came on my last retreat and my last event are in that group because they're all like we want the next step (laughs) it's so good we feel amazing so that's the big one and that's starting soon so if anyone wants to join there's um 300 pounds off as well oh amazing and so where so where do they find out all this information where do people connect with you online anywhere um, my website is genuswire.com. Um, my Instagram is genuswire.com. Facebook the same. And it's G-I-N-A-S-W-I-R-E. And you can get me anywhere. I'm super responsive on social media. It's like my favorite thing. I'm like, a, I actually love social media so much and find it so beneficial. So I know a lot you, of people. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person I've met who's ever said that. No, no, calm down. We know plenty of people. Just people get a bit jaded, but it's good that Gina's keeping it real. She's keeping it live. She's still loving Love it. it. 
Love Zuckerberg it. is number one fan. Yeah, so I'm always on there. You'll see me on there. And uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, anyone watching about anything that we talked about or you want more tips, also have other littler courses, vision board courses, um, retreats. If you've never been on a retreat, have you two been on a retreat? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never been. Oh my God. <laughs> I love a retreat. A retreat oh. is, it's like a... I don't know it's just like the quickest way of getting results to me okay. and I just I just think and also the women you meet on retreats I think mm. is you make these you know how you were saying like to find people and you may not find them within your friendship group but who resonate with you sometimes like I'm still in touch with women who live all around the world from retreats that I've been to just because we're on that same wavelength and yeah. you need that mm. so they're really powerful aren't they Oh, they're so, they're so good that they're really fun. But I mean, my retreats are not just like hanging out with cucumber iPads and wrote, <laughs> we, we, we do like deep, deep inner work. It's definitely, yeah. it's definitely not like just a typical retreat where you go and chill out. It, it's not that. Mm. So it's a very productive one. It's like an investment one. Um, so just to warn anyone that wants to come, it's not, it's not a walk in the park, although there is a lot of fun elements as well. Yeah. Cool. But you want to do the work, don't you? So, mm. so that's what you're holding the space for. So before yeah. we let you escape and continue manifesting all the amazing things that you manifest, we've got some quick fire round questions to ask you. Um, so the first one is, uh, what is your definition of free? Free, my definition of free is to be able to do, be, and have more of what you want in your life. That's freedom for me. Yeah. And, and to be in the, the, the love frequency at all times or as much as possible. Very nice. And what is your favorite thing to do on your own? Mm, favorite thing to do on my own? Probably cooking, which I know is a weird one for being on your own, but like there's nothing I love more than just getting a good risotto on and just standing there and stirring it for like an hour with my own thoughts and just that's so relaxing and fun to me. It's very therapeutic. Yeah, I yeah. think I agree with that one. Um, obviously, as you know, we have lots of millennial women listening to this podcast. So what is your best piece of advice for them? Best. get to know yourself however you can do that whether that's going traveling whether that's having some amazing friend who can mirror things back to you whether it's taking a course whether it's standing in the mirror just get to know yourself your truest self and allow your truth to be seen because that's where the freedom comes yeah that's really good um, and what is your favorite resource that you're always recommending? It could be like a book, a podcast, a documentary, anything. Oh, the first thing that came to mind, and it's funny, the two things came to mind, and they're both about money. Okay. But, um, one is a book called You're a Badass at Making Money. <laughs> oh, Jensen Chiron. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. love it. We love it. <laughs> Good old Jen. <laughs> But that book is entirely about self-love and belief and it's everything. It it is with the, um, you know, with the, the spin on money, but it's such a powerful book and everything in that book aligns with what I teach. So I highly recommend that. 
And the other thing that came to mind, and that may be because I've been listening to this today, um, I, I personally believe that what this world needs is more heart-centered, incredibly rich women who are prepared to like take massive leaps of faith. And I'm going to be one of them. I'm going for it. Yes. And I'm inspiring everyone to do the same. And to do that, we have to get out of our own way with the beliefs we've been conditioned with. Well, a lot of us have. And so I highly recommend the podcast, which is called uh, For the Love of Money. Ah, okay. Yeah. And it's, um, it's Laurie Harder, who's this amazing coach in LA. It's her oh, husband. Yeah. 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 Um, so I highly recommend that. And what it's about is he interviews like billionaires but they're all heart-centered billionaires they're all doing like great things and he well just listening to these billionaires talk about their lifestyle habits and their beliefs is a game changer anyway but he he interviews them and they give loads of nuggets and they talk about their life story and I find it so inspirational I've learned so much from that so I highly recommend it that's amazing and me and Shirelle are going to join you on that heart-centered multi-millionaire businesswomen field <laughs> to get this world there. into a better state and much more full of love and less of hate and definitely so one last question for you what are you still trying to figure out mm. oh I'm just gonna say the first thing that came to mind I'm trying to figure out I've always I've always gone for men who I know won't fully satisfy me Oh, <laughs> and in many different ways, you know, I've kind of chosen them based on the fact that there's, there's been things that they've personally felt weak in mm. and I am done with that. <laughs> bye bye. <So>, Amen. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Um, so that ship sailed a while ago <laughs> and um, so for the last year I've like consciously kind of kept myself well not quite a year last six months I've consciously kind of kept myself single um, and since then I've been manifesting all these incredible men into mm. my life so I'm just like in observer mode and just like not jumping into anything and just you know building the new beliefs and changing it all around so that's super exciting but definitely not definitely not done <laughs> that's good I mean that's fine I mean I'm single and definitely trying to figure out men so I feel like it's good <laughs> that there's someone else to reassure me that there's people out there that are still trying it and I think that's really interesting as someone that works in self-love as well because I think you know we talk a lot about you've got to do the work on yourself before you can find the right person so um mm -hmm. hopefully it all pans out for you <laughs> Yeah. You can come back in a year and tell us all about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I'm just really trying to enjoy these last few months of being single because I'm not going to be single for long. Oh, 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 there we go. And yeah, I'm not going to be single for long. So I'm just really trying to enjoy it and extract all the lessons and just kind of evolve quickly. So it feels super exciting. And that's, for anyone listening is a great headspace to be in for manifesting what you want but that's, mm. not, why I'm, that's not why I'm doing it <laughs> oh I love it no I love it and I think if there's any single women listening out there they'll yeah I, th I think there's a, there's a nice little bit of empowerment about what you've just said 
and I think we're all on our journeys when we're single and but I do now I'm in a relationship as beautiful as it is that single time is so precious so precious and it's just embracing it with everything that you've got isn't it and just you know it's a gorgeous time so I know it's uh yeah that's amazing so Gina that's it thank you so much that was a gem of an episode and I'm sure all of our listeners are gonna come and find you on all your different platforms we'll put everything in the show notes um so people can see what you're up to and maybe even meet you in real life and come to yes. a few of your events or retreats but thank you so much for taking the time and the energy to be with us on the podcast today and uh, yeah have a have a beautiful rest of the day and um, I'm sure we'll see you soon thank you so much it was so fun I love it bye, <laughs> bye. bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.